Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity, the One True Podcast. We've been hiding under prostitutes' flax on the roof since January of 2009. Well, well before you start that passing that judgmental eye, I, I would hide underneath a prostitute's flax any time. Anybody knows that a prostitute knows how to keep you warm beneath her flax. It seems like it would be a good place to hide. It is. Uh, you got to fend off the crabs occasionally, but uh, it's a good, good hiding place. You can curl right up in there. Uh, this episode is going to be on the Ten Commandments, and uh, before we get into those, I'd like to point out that uh, we have a couple spin-offs of our podcasts. The first spin-off is, of course, the Second Law. Yeah, we were supposed to uh, announce their spin-off dome or something sometime. Is this now? It's now, yeah. The second law. So uh, look <laughs> it up. It's Joe and Emma from our forum doing their own podcast. Yes, and they would kick our ass if we didn't announce that they're out there, they have shows. Go listen. So to save Leighton and ass-kicking, we, uh, we're shouting them out right now. Yay. And the second spinoff is from the Mormon Brothers. They recently sent us an email about a podcast. You remember the Mormon Brothers, don't you? Yeah, yeah. They they, they were kind of funny. That kind of funny, but I have a feeling I'm going to dislike them. You, why is that? Well, I, I, I just get this feeling that they're stealing an idea from us this week. That's right. They have uh, plagiarized our Ten Commandments episode. Anticipatory plagiarism. God speaking to me right now. You fuckers are stealing our atheistic ideas. <laughs> they did a Ten Commandments podcast a couple days before we did ours. So clearly they have anticipated uh, our podcast and plagiarized yeah. it in advance. Well, that means that Satan's the one that's guiding them, and the one trueness is guiding us. Then, that is correct. Because it's always the ones that come before that are plagiarizing. That is correct. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called The Church of Awesome. You guys want to check that out. Uh, their most recent episodes on the Ten Commandments, like we said, plagiarizing right and left. Yeah, yeah. What can you do, though? All right, let's move on to the skunk dicks uh, very quickly. Uh, skunk dick candidate number one. Lawmaker says women should plan ahead in case of rape. Uh, now, the background on this one is that uh, the Republicans apparently in Kansas want to get rid of all insurance coverage for abortions, no matter what the cause is. So, you know, yeah. it's it's interesting. They're fighting. They're essentially lost the fight for the last 40 years about whether uh, abortions are legal or not. And so what they're trying to do is remove the coverage and just try to make it as difficult as humanly possible for any woman to obtain an abortion for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, uh, thanks for giving women the choice, because after all, if God put a bun in the oven, whether they were raped or not, it's God's choice. So they That's should right. have that, you dumb fucks. That's right. It's God's will. So, uh, in the middle of Kansas, amazingly enough, there's a Republican woman who supports abortion rights. Uh, and so she's questioning, her name's Barbara Bollier, and she's questioning Representative Pete DeGraff uh, about why, you know, I love it too that Republicans are always about limited federal government, right? I mean, think about what's happening here. They are telling insurance companies, you can't carry this product. <laughs> They're yeah. reaching in with the government into the free market economy and saying, nope, can't do that. Nope, can't do that. Fuck the free yeah. market. Why are they? Why do they feel they need to control other people? Yeah. Why? Limited federal government, my ass. The government's now going to dictate to the insurance companies what products they can and cannot offer. 
Fuck you. So anyway, Pete DeGraff says that you should squirrel away a bunch of money. All, all women should squirrel away a bunch of money uh, just in case they get raped, right, for a rainy rape day. Yeah. Why do you do that? Because we need to plan ahead in life, don't we? Right. So she says, um, <laughs> so women need to plan ahead for issues that they have no control over with uh, a pregnancy? Well, I have a spare tire on my car. That was his answer. I have a spare tire on my car. Yeah, literally, so, the gasps and groans that filled the room didn't make a dent in this numbskull's head. Right. I mean, literally. I also have life insurance, he said. I have a lot of things that I plan ahead for. I wonder if rape is one of those, you fucking asshole. Yeah, well, are, are they selling men's rape insurance? Uh, there's got to be, like, torn anuses. All right, all you men rapists out there to make sure that uh, Kansas goes along with the male rape insurance. Uh, let, let, do as much damage as you can, all right? Good job. Yeah, they should offer those for prison inmates. Yeah, so uh, hopefully Pete DeGraff carries a can of KY jelly, a pocket well, of, of, in his pocket. I believe pocket. It, it's, it's reached the popular title, the bar of soap insurance. So. <laughs> he's he's got to prepare just in case he gets raped, you know, he's got to have some lube, maybe a couple condoms. Exactly. Uh, you, you you, know. you, just in case he gets AIDS during uh, anal rape, right. you know, uh, why is insurance covering that? Why don't they uh, get rid right? of that? I hope he's, I hope he's prepared for that. Spoken yeah. like uh, the white, privileged male asshole that he is. All right, what do you got for skunk dick candidate number two? Uh, well, uh, no surprise, Catholics and uh, the Pope and their administration are back in the news. Now, what makes it the most beautiful thing of all is the one that the Pope appoints to take care of this issue of pedophilia and cases and courts is the one that just got arrested for going to his drug dealer and asking his fucking drug dealer to find him younger than 16-year-old boys. In fact, this is an exact quote. I do not want 16-year-old boys, but younger. 14-year-olds are okay. Look for needy boys who have family issues. This is him asking his fucking drug dealer for a small child to fuck. Yeah, this is... <laughs> How's that celibacy thing working out for you guys in the Catholic Church? Good? Yeah, yeah, good? Yeah. We're good? You put this fucking father, Father Sepia, in charge... And he's going behind his yeah. back, kissing on the mouth, 15-year-old altar boys. Yeah, I got two things to say about this. One, can you not find a single fucking priest who hasn't fucked a kid? Is it possible? Is there a single priest in the Catholic Church who hasn't fucked a kid? I'm Number mad. two, if there is, don't you think the guy who has a fucking direct line to God could find that priest and perhaps not appoint a, a pedophile to the uh, reform, to advise him on reforms for pedophilia. Yeah. Well, you know, do you think God was, might go, "Hey, Pope Ratsy, you might want, uh, you might want to yeah, not, uh, ah, fuck it. This yeah, ought to be funny." Gonna look, oh, you guys, just go ahead with what you're doing. This will be ironic. The problem is, is God is waiting to strike because this is all a misunderstanding. In fact, these recorded phone calls where he is asking for this and you know, uh, offering cocaine and 50 euros to these boys to uh, have sexual intercourse with them. It was all just a game to get him aroused. He never went through with any of it. He just liked to talk about it. So, Father Sepia, 
Skunk Dick of the Week candidate number two. This should stop. Be, this should cease becoming headline-worthy news. I would like to see in the headlines. Here's a headline for you: Catholic priest does not fuck child. Catholic Shockingly, priest Catholic priest has no history. One child that isn't raped. In a turn of events, Catholic priest does not and has not ever sucked a child's dick. And there's proof. There's video proof of his entire <laughs> life. Watch it on Channel 9. That's the headline I'm looking for. Because apparently every single fucking Catholic priest has fucked a child. Oh, and, and possibly exchanged cocaine or, or uh, euros for it. God in heaven. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, uh, sorry. Allegedly. All right. Skunk dick candidate number three. Egyptian general admits virginity checks conducted on protesters. So what happened was <laughs> a group of protesters who apparently don't want to keep going back and forth from the side of their protest back to home and back and forth, right? They want to stay there. They want to make their presence known. So they're yeah. camping out. But, yeah. and, and I hesitate to even mention this on air, because I might cause auto accidents. Any children close by, yes. please send them out. Thank Gasps, you. faints, uh, get your smelling salts ready. Some of these men and women spent the night in those tents together. Now we understand that that's bad enough, but they also found Molotov cocktails and allegedly drugs there as well. Well... They were probably medicinal drugs, and I bet that they were going to drink the Molotov cocktails. Uh, uh, no, that's allegedly drink. we got to keep <laughs> which side we're on here. So the Egyptian army did exactly what was right. They uh, took the female demonstrators, they beat them, gave them electric shocks, strip-searched them, threatened them with prostitution charges, and of course, as we do in America submitted them to virginity checks. Yeah, this is just standard operating procedure. I mean, I don't even know why it makes the news. You you arrest a woman off the street, you instantly flop her on her back and find out whether or not she's a virgin or a whore. Right. Now listen, if she is not a virgin, obviously she's a prostitute. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. This is just sheer logic, folks. This is the biggest bunch of bullshit you will ever find. And, it's it's amazing to me because you get them stating things like this. This is coming from the general. We didn't want them to say we had sexually assaulted or raped them, so we wanted to prove that they weren't virgins in the first place. And then, wink, wink, none of them were virgins. You not- fucking dick. It doesn't matter whether or not they're virgins. You can still rape them. None of them were virgins after we got through with them. Yeah, we made sure there were no hymens in town. <laughs> so, it's not like the army has any ulterior motive in saying they weren't virgins. That yeah, way they yeah. could fucking rape the shit out of them. They weren't yeah. virgins. It would be serious crime if we raped a virgin. Yeah, it's obvious to anybody that this this was just to teach these people a lesson. Put them back in line because they had risen up against the government. Now the best. Part, I wonder if I wonder though if they did this with the male uh, protesters as well. You know, brought them in, strip searched them, beat them, gave them electric shocks, and then interrogated them for hours about whether or not they were a virgin. Are you sure uh, you you prostitute you male prostitute? You are, are not you a virgin, sure? are you? You wait. You wait, tell wait, me. Wait. Check him. Where's his male uh, hymen? Check it. You, check <laughs> it. <laughs> you tell me. 
His anus has been breached. It has been breached. <laughs> I can tell this one lost his glow. He's not a virgin. <laughs> I see little tears around his anus. Oh my God! Oh, I... That scarring around the anus. I just, I just you, had it. You there, fart! I want to hear it, fart. <laughs> There was no flapping during the fart. He must be not be a virgin. <laughs> that one there is not a virgin. Rape him. Rape him. So, amazingly enough, they just take the females and subject them to all this. And is there is anyone in any doubt where this stems from? Does this come from a real concern about whether they are virgins or not? Does the virginity or lack of virginity have anything to do with the fact that they're protesters or not, or what they're doing, or whether it's illegal? Or is it because these assholes were brought up in a fucking religious environment that treats women like second-class citizens and sluts for their entire life? Forces them to wrap themselves up from fucking head to toe in clothing on the off chance that a male passerby might possibly see a stray hair or an ankle and get sexually aroused. Is there any doubt where this shit is coming from? Well, I, I think you are painting them in a bad light because at the very end of the article... They show some mercy, and I would like to read this. It says, The senior Egyptian general said the 149 people detained after the March 9 protest were subsequently tried in military courts, and most have been sentenced to a year in prison. Authorities later revoked those sentences when we discovered that some of the detainees had university degrees, so we decided to give them a second chance. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? The fact that they are educated and had university degrees? What does it have to do with the charges? What were the charges? Why were they sentenced? Jesus it, fucking Christ. It doesn't say. They, it just says... Does the term non-sequitur mean anything to you fucking people? Virginity checks for protesters? Uh, letting them go because they were educated? Is it possibly because you guys are embarrassed? That perhaps these females were not sluts and prostitutes? And, oh my God, perhaps we have made a mistake here. This We might look bad because of this. Fuck you people. Is that Indian or is that supposed to be your Egyptian? Because that sounded like that Indian guy. Hey, there's some, there's some Hindus in Egypt. I believe we may need to look that up on Wikipedia <laughs> later, but uh, how about we feed this into the computer? <laughs> What does the computer have to say today? Photo show shot wood carver's knife was in closed position. Well, that's kind of a curious headline, Charlie. Do you know anything about this? Apparently, here, here's the story. Cop pulls up to the sidewalk, sees a uh, brown old dude walking around carving a block of wood. Uh, cop gets out of the car, tells him to stop a couple times, shoots him in the back four times. It's another success yeah. for law enforcement. Got out to the time he pulled the trigger. We're talking between four and six seconds. He yells twice and then just guns the guy down. That's four and six seconds too long. You have to remember the guy was brown. First of all, he was That's true. He thrown that wood carving knife. He was making threatening moves toward that block of wood. Uh, the somebody. Why, why wasn't anybody saving that poor piece of wood? That's <laughs> the uh, officer Ian Burke shot the guy in the back four times, thus saving. Yet another block of wood from a, a horrible, horrible fate. Yeah. 
Well, you know, the worst part of that entire video is there was a woman walking across the street witnessing it, and she didn't even care about that block of wood. She screamed at that officer, telling him that that wood carver wasn't doing anything. Now, that's just fucked up, lady. That, that wood owes its life to this officer. Absolutely. Didn't she see the block of wood the guy was maliciously carving? Plus, plus the guy's a Lamanite. His skin is brown. That's true. Obviously, he's a sinner. Otherwise, his skin would be white. Yep. So, so you just got to put those guys down. Just like the cop, I would have, uh, I would have drawn my gun before I got out of the car, just for the fact that the guy is brown. Yeah, it doesn't matter that he's deaf in one ear and that the knife was closed after the investigation continued. They let that leak out. Hmm. Yeah. That was his yeah, whole reason when she, when the the lady crossing the street. Noticed the officer from 10 feet away. The officer shoots the guy in the back four times. She screams, he didn't do anything. The officer said, he had a knife. Of course, the knife was closed at the time of the shooting, and the guy's back was turned to the cop, and he was 10 feet away. So it seems like an open and shut case. Uh, the officer did the right thing. Yeah, well, those Lamanites have, like, Cobra quick reflexes. Right. He could have flipped with that knife open and killed that officer in half a second. Right. I'm surprised um, the the shots actually uh, went into the guy because, as we all know, Samuel the Lamanite, he was fired at multiple times uh, and you couldn't get hit. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations, Officer Ian Burke. You did what the Nephites couldn't do. They couldn't put down one of these Lamanites with their arrows, but you put down this threatening woodcarver all by your lonesome with five fucking shots to the back. From ten feet away. That was that was an impressive display of bravery. I have to I have to applaud the officer for shooting a fifty one year old half deaf dude in the back from ten feet away. Yeah and and, you know, you, you watch this video on YouTube, and you see these other cops arrive. And although it, it's probably procedure, but it is the most comical and retarded thing you will ever see when you get a line of cops, one after the other, hiding behind each other, guns drawn, approaching this woodcarver shot five times in the back, bleeding to death on the sidewalk. He could have been like Samuel the Lamanite and, you know, or was it Nephi's brother who been was resurrected? Possum. He could have been playing possum, uh, and that yeah, he's playing that possum. blood could have just been packets of ketchup that he happened to uh, squash on the fall. So you can, I notice he did have Burger King underneath his arm. You can never be too careful with these Lamanites. Yeah. Oh my God. This yeah. This Burke fella. He needs to be stripped of everything, and he needs to be thrown in prison. This is just. Uh, it, it's awful to say the least. That is uh, absolutely flat out murder. There's no question about it. Nah. it it's murder. It's uh, at the very least, he ought to be his badge taken away and uh, uh, his gun. He never should be allowed to wield a fucking gun for the rest of his life. Um, yeah, literally strip the guy of any ability to purchase a weapon. I mean, this guy does not have you think, the brain to use a firearm. You think a hunched-over, shuffling, 50-year-old, wood-carving Native American is a threat enough to shoot in the back, yet you don't deserve to touch a butter knife, you fuck nut. Absolutely. Skunk Dick of the Week.
uh, Officer Ian Burke, thank you uh, for patrolling our streets and keeping them safe. Yeah. Let's all give him a round of applause. Give them, keeping our streets safe from 51-year-old Native American woodcarvers. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, um, now that I'm really pissed off, let's get into the meat of the podcast, which is the Ten Commandments. Well, you know, if, we, if we've got to turn our anger towards somebody, why can't it be God? Uh, have you ever heard that... Uh, now, we have to display the Ten Commandments because our country's legal system is based on the Ten Commandments. Oh, my God, I love it when people say that because I always ask them, which one? Yeah, there are only three out of the ten that are even remotely relevant to American law, and that's the uh, prohibition against killing, theft, and perjury. The other seven yeah. really have nothing to do with it. Really, absolutely nothing, but it's the entire basis behind our Constitution. And, and as ancient precepts of law go, you'd think that the Code of Hammurabi, which was earlier than the Ten Commandments, w- would have been better, right, than uh, the yeah. ancient Babylonian uh, Code of Laws. Uh, but, fine, uh, let, let's... Should we go in through the Ten Commandments and and discuss each one? And then we'll tell you a little story, because uh, I didn't know this before I, I read this in Dan Barker's Godless, uh, which is an excellent book I recommend it to everybody. You remember a little while ago where they are asking me what was my favorite Godless book? <laughs> Atheist yeah, book? Yeah. This is it, Godless, Dan Barker. It's his uh, kind of expansion to losing faith in faith. Um, they're nearly the same book, but the Godless is kind of updated and expanded. If you want the best arguments from a guy who really knows what he's talking about, Dan Barker, um, former preacher, did it for like like 20 years, uh, goes through all this stuff. Anyway, before I read this, I had absolutely no idea this was the case, but our Ten Commandments aren't really the Ten Commandments. Let's go over them one by one. Uh, everyone knows what the Ten Commandments are. They're found in uh, Exodus, right? Yeah, Exodus 20. Everybody knows that. Uh, so let's go over them. Number one, first commandment. This is so important, God put it at the top of the list. Number one, thou shalt have no other gods before me. What do you think about that, Leighton? Essentially, God is demanding our undying loyalty. That doesn't sound like a dictator at all. Now, it occurs to me that it sounds more uh, henotheistic than monotheistic, right? It's... Um, yeah, it's almost saying, you know what, I'm worried about losing the power I gained from worship, so don't have any others. It's, well, it's not, you can have others. He said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Go ahead and worship other people, other gods. I don't care. Just make sure that I'm the primary one that you worship. Don't put them before me. So now, in terms of American jurisprudence anyway, this is contrary to the principle of freedom of religion, and also violates the Establishment Clause. So if we were to codify this in American law, we'd have to get rid of the First Amendment. Well, well, let, let, let's just ignore that one. The second one obviously has to do with our Constitution. Right. Uh, second commandment is, Thou shalt not make for yourself a graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. So to um, sum it up, don't fuck with my jealous tendencies. But what I really like is that you have, for example, in the state capitol in Austin, Texas, you have a graven image of the Ten Fucking Commandments. Number two, thou shalt not make for yourself a graven image. It's right fucking on there. Roy Moore, a big fucking three-ton graven image. Are you people that fucking stupid? Jesus fucking Christ. Number two, stop doing it. 
And of course, God with his finger is engraving an image on the fucking stone tablet. So not even God yeah. can keep this commandment. This is why some of the more strict Jews do not carve images and things like that. Not even carved image. Any likeness of anything. That's it. Yeah. No art. Period. That's actually following this to the letter of the law. If this, this were codified... This commandment that they have down in Texas, so why are you all doing this? If this, if this was in uh, American law... There'd be no art at all, no comic books, no illustrated novels, no television, <laughs> no movies, no pictures. Yeah, this sounds like a fun society. Facebook and Flickr would not exist. Um, this, of course, violates free speech and censorship laws, uh, so again, uh, antithetical to the American Constitution. Mm -hmm. Number three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Again, Once again um, violates to make free this speech. clear, don't fuck with his jealous tendencies. This is so weird that you know, don't take the name of thy Lord God in vain. Um, so my parents had always say you can't say the word God. That's yeah. not his name. His name's Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as if you people you hear people running out, Yahweh, you fucker. <laughs> I swear to Yahweh. You know. Yahweh isn't going to have a chance to beat these children's ass because I swear by Yahweh that they're going to be walking <laughs> like penguins here in a minute. I just, uh, again, violates free speech. Commandment number four. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Yeah, which no. is essentially, essentially <laughs> let's validate God's narcissism by dedicating one day a week to how awesome God is. I'd like to point out that according to Numbers 15, remember where the guy was picking up sticks on the Sabbath and they brought him to Moses and uh, Moses went to God and God said, you got to kill him. And yeah. they did. According to Numbers 15, the punishment for violating this is death. So anyone who works on Sunday should be put to death. If this were encoded within our laws, everyone who works on Sunday should be put to death. Capital punishment. Well, Thank God... The Ten Commandments aren't the basis of our American jurisprudence so far. I think you're mistaken. You're reading from the wrong Ten Commandments. Now, so we've gone through four of the Ten... We're almost halfway through the Ten Commandments. What do we got so far? It's all religion. Yes, all four of them. It's all, it's all religion. God. Nothing about ethics, morals, nada. Just about worship me, uh, don't have any gods before me, stop making idols... Uh, don't take my name in vain, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Honor the sixth day, or the seventh day, six days shall you work, blah, 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 bullshit. Right? It's fine for private observance, but not for a country whose First Amendment states that you shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Why the <laughs> fuck are these Ten Commandments put anywhere on state property at all? Forty percent of them have nothing to do with anything other than religion. All right, number what? five. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land. Well, see, I have a theory behind this. I believe that God put this down here because he wants to have as many followers as possible, so he wants the people to breathe. Well, they won't breathe if they have dickish kids, so... What? That's so, my theory. Don't you have to breed to get kids in the first place? It says, honor thy father and thy mother, so you have kids... But if they're constantly fucking around and you're seeing dick kids all over, would you have children? 
<laughs> That's why this rule's there. God wants more people to worship him. Leighton, that makes perfect sense. I thought it would. Uh, what I what I wonder about is why would you add in that thy days be long upon the land? What the fuck is that about? I mean, does it mean that if you don't honor your parents, you're, you're going to get killed? I mean, is that what it means? Well, this is, this or, is what I'm talking about. It's always the veiled threats with God. Hey, it, I'm your buddy. Where can I put my gun? It could be like uh, the Mormon thing, right? The word of wisdom that it says there are a bunch of temporal benefits like if you, if you don't eat meat out of out of or meat out of season <laughs> fuck if you don't drink coffee or tea uh then you'll run and not be weary right all that shit yeah it's a temporal yeah. commandment and you get benefits just from doing it i wonder if that's what it is if you honor your father and your mother the lord will bless you and he'll make you live long like methuselah is that what it is if that's what it, it is it must be the first, if, if if it's the first part, you know, you should be put to death. Then fuck God because that's a total dictatorship, um, thought crime, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you think you'd be a little more specific too, telling you how to honor your father and mother if death is on the line. Uh, but if it's the second part, then how is that moral? Because you're getting a benefit from it anyway. You're going to live long. It, it, it's not, and see, that's the thing that religious people can't grasp, especially when looking at atheists, is. Uh, which is more moral, doing something that you know is going to give you a good benefit or doing something just for doing it? Right, right. There's always this, with religion, there's always this uh, uh, benefit. Rewards. You can't it's separate that from the morality, and it's not moral. Um, it, that's why we like say that... It's training a bunch of puppies. Oh, you peed yeah. on the mat. Here's a snack. Good boy. Exactly. Now, my other problem with this is the lack of specificity. God doesn't tell you how to honor your father and your mother. For example, what if your father tells you to disobey the Ten Commandments? What do you, you do then? You have to honor him. You have to, judged by the Ten Commandments. Does honoring a father who is attempting to molest you mean not resisting? Well, that depends. If you don't, what if your father and your up, you'll be killed. What if you, a father and your mother, are evil? How do you honor them? I mean, of this course. is this is ridiculous, uh, ridiculous. Uh, you think God could have spent a little more time with his finger, kind of spelling this shit out, especially if death is the punishment for this. Well, see, right. and, and that's the problem: is that most people don't take that step to think about that. What if your parents are evil? Do you honor them still? It's a Ten Commandment. Right. According to God, you should. That, you know, there are no exceptions given. All right, number six, thou shalt not kill. Uh, so we, we've, we've hit our first kind of moral guideline here. Yeah, well, 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 unless God tells you to, well, or, yeah, if the woman doesn't struggle enough while she's getting no, raped, or no exceptions. Gay, that's just no, it. no, 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 no exceptions. No. Thou shalt not kill. So the people who put the guy to death for picking up sticks on the Sabbath, they should be put to death. Yes, and then those people that put them to death should be put to death for yes. putting death the people that... And, and pretty soon all the Jews will be dead. I think that's what Hitler was trying to do, actually, just carry out God's will. But you, you know what he should have done is just pointed this rule out to the Jews and had them follow it. They would have killed each other? Can you imagine? Okay, keep the Sabbath holy. All right, well, the punishment for that is death. Who wants to break the Sixth Commandment? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Who 
wants to cast the first stone? Well, no wonder <laughs> nobody did, Jesus. You were going to kill him. I mean, what about self-defense? What if someone's trying to kill you? Uh, nope, about nope, wartime? What about when God commands you to kill? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Literally, the, he puts these things out there in black and white with all this voice and thunder, and then you laugh because you're like, well, all you're doing is making like one statement without really clarifying, and so you're fucking yourself over from the beginning. Can't God come up with ten rules that aren't logically exclusive? <laughs> oh, I certainly hope so. Did anybody I mean... else see that poster, All I Needed to Know I Learned from Kindergarten? If they can yes. come up with a list of rules that's simple, I'm sure God can too. He's a fucking omnipotent being in the universe, and he can't, so far he can't come up with six rules that don't contradict each other. Thou shalt not kill. Oh my yeah. God. Hey, what about capital punishment? How about, you know... God, yeah. all these uh, religious people. Yes, kill those murderers. Yeah, kill uh, well, them. Well, there's them. this they little thing it. about uh, the sixth commandment: you shouldn't kill. And you know, you'll hear them say, "No, it, it means thou shalt not murder." Killing's okay. You just can't murder. Yeah, and then you point out once again: stop changing your doctrine. You must read it word for word; otherwise, it's all thrown out. And there are multiple problems with that. Number one: what's the definition of murder? Unlawful killing. So, get what God then is saying is: it is unlawful to kill unlawfully. Thanks, God. Appreciate yeah, that, it. They cleared it right up. Thank you. Thanks for that. Second of all, the word used in Hebrew is uh, scattered throughout. Um, the Old Testament. Uh, God does it. Um, I think lions do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. So it doesn't mean, there isn't one Hebrew word for kill and another one for murder. It's, it's scattered. It, it's back and forth. Just like in uh, uh, English. It's the same thing. You can kill someone and have it be murder and you can kill someone in self-defense. So uh, I don't buy it. All right. Anyway, don't, I don't think God's also a little bit hypocritical when he kills a bunch of people too. But no, no, that's not hypocritical, because he's God. He is following the laws because he made the laws. Right, he's exempt. Uh, Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Um, Again, according to Leviticus 20, uh, verse 10, both the adulterer and adulteress shall be put to death. (laughs) Oh, shit. That makes you violate commandment number six, once again. Yeah, so... so, uh, how are we supposed to keep these commandments if they keep telling us to do things that's just going to wind up getting us killed? <laughs> uh, God's kind of an asshole, isn't he? Yeah, it, it's all one big circle jerk, and then we all go to hell, isn't it, God? I, I love how thou shalt not kill is number six, but, uh, you know, don't make yourself an idol is number two. <laughs> I, I love Fuck that you. stealing shit is all the way at the bottom. <laughs> It's essentially just tossed oh, in the Stop stealing shit. Uh, um, now, adultery used to be on the books for the American judicial system, but it's fallen out of favor because what it is is essentially a broken contract between two people. It not have anything fucking to do with the government at all. No, there's it should no be legislated. for government to be part of that. Right, exactly. It's just a broken promise between two people. Uh, is it unethical? Yes. Uh, just like, you know, breaking promises in general is. Um, but it has nothing to do with the government. Uh, it shouldn't be legislated. There shouldn't be any civil penalties for it. 
It may have uh, be brought to bear in, say, divorce proceedings where you have to split the property and all that stuff, but uh, it shouldn't be uh, against the law. No, of course not. So this, again... This is something between two people, so once again, why the fuck does God care? This is between two people, not you, God, yeah. not the government, not police, two people. Right. It's interesting that the Ten Commandments don't mention rape or incest. God's really concerned about idols. He's really concerned about the Sabbath day. But rape really doesn't merit a mention. Two fucking paragraphs on how you should keep the Sabbath day holy, but nothing about incest or anything like that. Yeah, do you think it could be because this wasn't written by God, but it was written by men uh, who were more concerned with uh, establishing paternity than the rights of people who were abused? Mm, no, no, this is no. this is straight from the Word of God. Yeah. Number eight, thou shalt not steal. Uh, that seems pretty obvious, right? <laughs> yeah, like I said, hey, don't, don't steal, steal shit. shit. It's all the way down at the bottom. Hey, stop Number it, eight. Uh, but again, no exceptions to this. You know, again, he had a bunch of paragraphs about the Sabbath day, but what about if your kid's dying of starvation? Bill Gates, uh, worth $60 billion, has an apple orchard. Um, is it okay, maybe, to take one of those apples to feed your kid? Because it's just going to drop. That and... child deserves to die. <laughs> According to the Ten Commandments, that boy can stand at Bill Gates' gate and wither to a skeleton like Inchel. Yep, you're right. You're absolutely right. You should die. Uh, number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness. Again, no exceptions are given, right? Remember, in Second Thessalonians, God shall send strong delusions to people to separate the wheat from the chaff. Um, so God can lie. No problem about God. Well, not only can God lie, but he can manipulate people. What about Pharaoh hardening his goddamned heart? Yeah. How is that not some sort of false witness? Do, do you remember when Abraham lied because he wanted to protect his wife? He said it was his sister in Egypt, and the Pharaoh... Yeah put her in his harem, and then the Pharaoh got punished for it? Not Abraham, who was lying his ass off, but Pharaoh does. Save his old ass, and the Pharaoh's the one that gets punished. And I'd also remind uh, people about Rahab in Joshua 2. <laughs> this, is, this is a great story. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. S-H-I-T-T-I-M. Shittim. Go. Shittim not. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Now, <laughs> I don't know. These Jews are sharp, man. They go straight to a prostitute's house. Hot damn! Shore leave! Hey, look at that! Look at that! She's open! Dude, she's open! <laughs> so, I can't believe it! So Joshua was scouting out Jericho, right? The king of Jericho uh, was told that some Israelite spies are around. So he sends this message to Rahab. I don't know how he, how he found out that uh, Rahab had the spies, but he goes, Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. Um, but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. And in parentheses it says, but she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. Now she lied. Fucking bitch. Just like those Egyptian protesters. 
the whores, they always lie about their virginity. Yeah. Yeah, hiding men beneath their, what was that word again, clavicles? Their um, stalks of flax on the roof. Yeah. You bitches hiding men between your stalks of flax on the roof? I mean, that's just disgusting on so many levels, but come on. <laughs> so, uh, she, by the way, the Israelites thanked her for lying, and she was um, agreed that they would spare her. Remember how God... Uh, says to kill every man, woman, children, uh, um, ox, ass, everything. Oh, good. good. So they're going to spare her so she can be dragged away and given away as a wife to another man. That's so nice of them. So she's spared for the virtue of lying, breaking the Ninth Commandment. And by the way, I think in Hebrews 11, uh, that also mentions Rahab and, and praises her for her faith. <laughs> the lying sack. All right. Number 10. The most important one, I'm sure. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Notice how this is all couched in property. His house, his ox, his wife, his slaves, his ass. There's no difference between any of these. They're all his property. It's also a reason for God to say, stop comparing what I did for your neighbor to what I've done for you. It doesn't matter that you're more righteous than he is and deserves the things he has. He's just got a hotter sister. That's basically why God did this. Uh, you're also convicting people of a thought crime here. Yeah. How do you know that they're coveting your neighbor's house? Yeah. Well, uh, what do you do? I'll stop it, coveter! Stop coveting! I don't... I, Number 10 is totally worthless. Stop coveting. First of all, coveting is the basis of all of capitalism. That's why we want more money, and we want more stuff, and so we want to provide stuff that other people can use, make more money, and get more stuff. That's how capitalism works. Yeah. It's based uh, on coveting. Essentially, yeah. Either we covet or we turn to where everybody gets every shitty thing that everybody has instead of everybody fighting for what they want. Right, that's that's our society. So again, if we were to say, really, legislate that you shouldn't covet your neighbor's house and possessions, uh, it, it is legislated, I guess, in, in certain uh, states like Texas that you shouldn't cover your neighbor's ass. <laughs> well, That'll get you thrown in prison. fine asses down in Texas. I've been there. Uh, you'll need plenty of razors, but there's some fine asses. <laughs> if it was actually uh, legislated... It would destroy our, our free market economy and, and this whole system of capitalism. Anyway. But this is God. This is God. Yeah, so right. this is worth doing. So those are the Ten Commandments that you hear about, and those are the ones that are always up on the fucking monuments, uh, engraven images, and framed on people's stupid uh, office wall, etc., etc., the yeah, problem is... Stupid chain emails about, look yeah. how smart God was, knowing all these Ten Commandments all the way back then. Yeah, like any of these Ten Commandments uh, couldn't have just been thought up. These are really wise, wise commandments. Yeah, um, exactly. Don't kill and don't steal. Thanks, God. That was hard to yeah. figure out. Tell the truth. No other religions ever came up with a, a similar list. You know, This yeah. is totally unique. <clears throat> it took an omnipotent mind to come up with this shit. And All right, I'm so here's the mind. here's the problem. Um, the common listing is from Exodus 20, but the actual story 
is different. So let's go through and set up the actual story and see why these aren't the Ten Commandments that are God's actual Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's, it's a fucked up story, just to say the least. So we're going to burn through these pretty quick. We'll start at Exodus 19, 1 and 2, which is basically stating that after they'd been wandering for three months out of Egypt, they come to Sinai, and Moses heads, Moses heads up the mountain to God. So then you got Exodus 19, 3 and 4, and in there, God is saying, hey, Moses, we're buddies, so why don't you pass on my word to uh, the rest of the people? And it's hilarious to me, because then he literally states... I have raised you up, but don't forget what I did to the Egyptians. So basically, in this passage, God is the guy who's walking into the mom-and-pop store and saying to them, you either pay me to protect you, or bad things are going to happen. This is what God is saying in these verses. Absolutely. Uh, remember what I did to those Egyptians? Remember all those fucking plagues I sent? Remember how many asses I killed, resurrected, and then killed again? I could do that same to your asses. Yeah, and we're talking, he doesn't bring it up once. Throughout this chapter, it's like three or four times, he just throws it out there. Don't forget the Egyptians. By the way, do you remember the Egyptians? And it's just, it's just dipshittery. Is what yeah, this is, this is why he hardened the Pharaoh's heart, so he could say all this shit, right? If he gave in too soon, he wouldn't be able to say how awesome he was. Yeah, yeah, so get this. All right, so... Exodus 19, 7-9 is all about Moses going down to the people, saying to them, Oh, by the way, God will help us, but don't forget the Egyptians. And unsurprisingly, they say, Yeah, we'll follow God. So he goes back up to the top of the mountain, where God is waiting like a 13-year-old girl trying to eavesdrop at the door and has to ask Moses what they said. What the fuck, God? Aren't you omnipotent? Uh, that I don't understand at all. Hey, Moses, can you give me a report as to what these guys said? <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. I, I'm on pins and needles here, Moses. Did they accept me as their I, overlord? I was watching the latest episode of the Golden Girls. I, I really couldn't pay attention, so if you could just fill me in, that'd be good. Could you just give me the highlights? You know, <laughs> Get the highlights. All right, so, so you think that's crazy. So God, God doesn't even hear what the people are saying at the foot of his own fucking mountain. So then you have Exodus nineteen ten through 13, where God literally commands Moses and his people to have a fucking party for him and to spend the next three days preparing for it. But best of all, he has them set up a VIP section for only himself, making it pretty clear it's his territory, and this is how he does it. This is verse 12. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying... Take heed to yourselves that ye go not up and into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whosoever touches the mount shall be surely put to death. So basically, he sets up a VIP section, and best of all, it's a mandatory fucking party in his honor. Now, I just want you to imagine yourself in God's shoes here. This is what I'm saying. How all do right. you get away with this? All right, fuckers. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, you little ants, I want you guys to carve a bunch of little places for me, and I don't want any of you little fucking ants coming anywhere near where my toe's going to be. None of you! I will squash you little fuckers. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and, 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 you know, make a bunch of big party. I want to take all of your ant food, and I want 
drink all your ant drinks in my honor. But I'll kill anyone who comes near my special place. Me. Make it about <laughs> me. And don't you fuckers think about coming on my side of the line. <laughs> and if, I, if you cross the line, I got my magnifying glass and I will burn the shit out of any ants who pass my special place. But I want you to make it for me, too. Could you do that? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Now, remember that, because in three verses, we'll be right back to this subject. So, all right. So we move on, and uh, Exodus 19, 14 through 15, is all about Moses running down and telling people to get ready. And then he says the most retarded thing I've ever heard, but it makes me realize that Christians actually neglect from their doctrine that God hates the money shot. And this is what I'm talking about. Verse 15. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day, come not at your wives. I'm sure the Hebrew translation is different than the English translation. I'm sure the Hebrew version of the word come doesn't actually mean ejaculating oh, at your wife. Oh, come on. How do you take that sentence to mean anything else? Come not at your wives. Are you religious, Charlie? Are you taking yes. the words and forming them to whatever you want them to be? Yes. Yes. I'm sure the Hebrew word doesn't literally say, whack off and ejaculate at your wife. Well, of course not. It's subtle, just like everything else God does. <laughs> Come subtle. not at your wife. Subtle. <laughs> so literally, I am. every man must give his woman a money shot if he wants to spit in God's eye. We should have an entire day dedicated to spitting in God's eye. Uh, okay, on that note. <laughs> so after God, so moving back past all that shit, after God starts the party, he comes down like a rapper in a limousine, mountain shaking, everything else like that. He calls Moses in there, and then he starts listing off the people, the priests, so on and so forth, that he wants to come onto the mountain and telling Moses what to tell them to prepare for this. And then Moses has to turn around and say to God, well, they can't come on the mountain, God, or you'll kill them. That was your commandment. And then God gets pissed off and surly because Moses reminded him of this. Well, yeah, God's a little um, uh, Alzheimer's. I thought we already established that. He's got some memory problems. And yeah. you get grouchy when you're reminded of the memory problems. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, at that point, uh, he basically, instead of admitting that he was a jackass for setting up a VIP section only for himself, he just sends Moses away and tells him to bring Aaron back to the party. <laughs> now, when we agree to do an episode on the Ten Commandments, don't you think your research should actually be on the Ten Commandments? Hey, this is... This is how he got the Ten Commandments, Jackass. This is leading up to God's big finger on stone. How the fuck do you take the Ten Commandments seriously when this is the chapter before the Ten this Commandments? Is such a massive waste of time. <laughs> Thank you very much. But at least I... Hey, as long as people look at the Ten Commandments and think it's a complete waste of time, my job is done. All right, can we get to the actual story of the Ten Commandments now? All right, yes, you can move on now. <laughs> Here, here's the actual story. 
Jesus H. Christ. That gives my ass. Let's go. Moses goes up Mount Sinai, hangs out with God for a little while, and comes down with no stone tablets. Apparently, God just said what the Ten Commandments were, right? And so Moses just tells the Hebrews what God told him, right? Those are the Ten Commandments that are found in Exodus 20. That's just what Moses remembers God telling him. Yeah, literally, this is just him repeating what God says. And what do the people say at this point? You tell me. Well, at that point, they say, well, can't you write these things down? So Moses goes back up in the mountain. Moses goes back up again, right? This time, God engraves the Ten Commandments in violation of his own Second Commandment on some stone tablets with his finger. Now, notice none of these are called the Ten Commandments in the Scripture yet. These are suggestions at this point. Moses comes down. Now, he's been up there for a while, right? He's been up there for a while. while to carve that rock with his finger. And uh, Moses comes down. He sees the Hebrews having a party. He spots the golden calf idol and uh, smashes the tablets in anger. Damn it. Now he's got to go back up a third time. <laughs> yeah, got that. Now, I think Moses needs a little anger management here, because literally he <laughs> smashes them and then thinks, oh, fuck, now how are these people going to remember these commandments? Yeah, I don't remember hearing any of this in seminary, any of this when I was uh, coming up in school. I read the Old Testament, but I seriously think I must have fell asleep during this whole section. I think, uh, you know, you probably read and tune out while you're reading. Yeah, you're just reading through while thinking about something else just to get the reading done. Right, exactly. So Moses goes up a third fucking time. Now, God tells him that this replacement list that he's making to replace the smash tablets would be identical to the ones that he carved himself with his finger, right? So this Important there, identical. God states that. This uh, takes precedence over Moses' memory, right? The ones he recalled from his memory. So the second set of laws are inscribed on a second set of tablets from Moses' third trip up Sinai. Those are listed in Exodus 34. I I think also Deuteronomy 4, which is a retelling of the story. This is the only set that's actually called the Ten Commandments. So if you go into Exodus 34, 34, 1, the Lord said to Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. So God's kind of pissed off. That sounds pretty specific to me. Literally pretty specific as to what yeah. these are. And you think God's probably got a better memory than Moses. He's omnipotent. So skip up to Exodus thirty-four twenty-eight. Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. This probably is where that Jesus story came from, 40 days in the wilderness, right? He's got to be yeah. at least as faithful as Moses. Well, at least, and mostly this is because God forgot Moses was there, much like we mistreat Inshol, forget to leave him food and water. (laughs) So, uh, it goes on, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So here we are, these are the actual Ten Commandments. This is the place where it states the Ten Commandments. These are the commandments that ought to be engraven upon all these monuments. All right. These are the actual Ten Commandments that the Lord inscribed with his finger upon the stone. Are you ready for these? Here we go. Number one, do not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, 
is a jealous God. I suppose if you name your kid Jealous, he will probably grow up to be a jealous person. Yeah, it's like naming your kid Destiny and then being surprised when she grows up to be a stripper. Interestingly, we have now found Yahweh's first name. It's Jealous. <laughs> jealous jealous oh. Yahweh. No wonder that dude gets so pissed off. He's a jealous <laughs> God. They, they just kept <laughs> fucking it up. He's like, no, it's my first name. He's a jealous <laughs> God. It's my first name. It's Mr. Yahweh. Mr. Yahweh's my jealous last name. Yahweh. <laughs> it's pronounced Jealous. <laughs> Jealous H. Yahweh. That's my name. Ah, people just All right. It. Number two. Do not make any idols. So nothing about graven images here, folks. Uh, nothing about, you know, prohibitions on art or any images or anything like that. This is just specifically no idols. Yeah, just don't touch idols, period. Number three. Celebrate the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Then he explains, For seven days eat bread made without yeast, as I commanded you. Do this at the appointed time in the month of Aviv, for in that month you came out of Egypt. So, essentially, God is commanding seven days of constipation on this people. <laughs> seven days of people going, God, this bread's flat. Oh, my God. Why do we have to be reminded that there are bad-tasting things in the world? This is disgusting. Taste this. Number four. <laughs> Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. So God here points out, even even when you, you think you should be working, you guys really ought to rest. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, yeah, let your fields die. It doesn't matter that this yes. is what you're going to feed your family. Right, with. exactly. But uh, it doesn't matter that the harvests and plowing seasons are limited. Uh, your family might uh, starve to death in the wintertime, but yeah, rest, definitely. Yeah, All right, yeah. number five. Celebrate the festival of weeks with the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. What the fuck? I don't even know what to say. This, again, you guys have got to celebrate this party here that I've never heard of before. Are there party favors we should know about? Festival of ingathering? What the fuck does that mean? Is that like pub crawling? Number six, three times a year, all your men are to appear before the Sovereign Lord, the God of Israel. Now, what do you suppose that means? <laughs> well, I, I'm beginning to learn where the Catholics uh, learn their <laughs> whole hierarchy. <laughs> yes, all th three times a year, you have to come and kneel. Mm. Clothing optional. Well, that that explains that uh, the hats. All right, let's number seven. Do not offer the blood of a sacrifice to me along with anything containing yeast. What does God have against yeast? What the fuck? Don't make uh, your bread with yeast. Don't well, sacrifice well, with yeast. God's already had tr troubles with women, so maybe He meant yeast infection. Keep women away. Yeast infection. If you can turn the scriptures to say whatever you want, I can do the same. Number eight. Do not let any of the sacrifice from the Passover festival remain until morning. That is a crucial commandment. Literally, this will save your life someday. That's how important this commandment is. 
Number nine, bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God. Now, didn't he reject, uh, wasn't that the whole purpose of Cain's sacrifice? Uh, that that uh, he brought fruit instead of an animal and God didn't like that. Now he wants the fruit? What the hell is that about? Well, see, what I can't get over is how much of a dick God actually is. So literally, he's telling these farmers, people who know how hard it is to work out in these fields and make plants grow despite dry seasons and everything else, God is forcing them to take one day a week out of the growing season, and then he's demanding the best out of their crops, even though God has absolutely no need to eat. He's fucking invulnerable. He'll live forever. So why does he need to steal this food from this farmer and his family? It's not like they leave the first fruits. Well, you know who's going to eat it? It's the priests. That's what that's there for. That makes perfect sense. Commandment number 10, quite possibly the most important commandment ever uttered by a deity in the history of mankind. Do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. You may cook a young duck or a young gooseling, but uh, not a goat. Any other mammal, not just not a goat. Yeah. It is apparently very offensive to God if you cook a young goat. An old goat is fine if you can still find the mother's milk, but not a young goat. You could cook the mother in its own milk, but not a young goat. <laughs> Out of all the things that God could possibly be concerned with, do not cook a young goat in its mother's milk makes the top ten. Yeah, that that makes... And that practice must have been rampant for God to have to put a stop to it. Well, it was about fucking time. Notice, yeah, I, there's no I've mention of, of, of killing, adultery, lying, none of that shit. No. Don't cook a young goat in its mother's milk. That takes the place of do not kill. And, and once again, guys... This is the only place where it says this is the Ten Commandments. Yep. We're talking this is from God's very mouth, his fucking finger after they've smashed it and revised it a few times. Right, it's not it's not Moses' poor, shoddy recollection of this. This was the actual Ten Commandments. Moses got it wrong. Um, apparently it is okay to screw and also covet your neighbor's wife. In fact, it's encouraged because the real Ten Commandments is just worried about goats. Just don't forget to celebrate the festival of ingathering at the turn of the year. Yeah, if you fuckers forget that, then fuck you. You're going to have to yes. uh, follow the thou shalt not kill. Steal all you want, but don't offer the sacrifice with yeast. Yeah, fuck you and your yeast. Do you know how bad that smells? <laughs> Oh, uh, people, please, read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. Yeah. Every dumb shit, Roy Moore, the entire fucking state capital of Austin, Texas, read your fucking Bibles. I'm sorry, any time now any of you hear some religious person quote that we got our morals from the Ten Commandments, laugh in their goddamn face, and ask them which Ten Commandments, and then you can point their nose to the only place where it states, this is the Ten Commandments. And I will guarantee you, they've not heard of probably seven out of these ten. The only yeah. ones that are the same, do not worship any other god, 
kind of do not make any idols and rest on the seventh day. That's it. That's as close. Moses as got thirty <laughs> percent. God, what an idiot! Well, a third of the way is still better than a quarter, right? I suppose you're right. See, you just got to think the right way. He he could have just gotten one right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, these podcasts are becoming few and far between. Uh, uh, next time we'll probably do Q. We do have an episode uh, in the hopper with Dan Barker, interview episode. And also uh, we have exciting news for you. Robert Price is coming back on the show. We're interviewing him uh, soon about his book about Mormons. He, he's written a book or edited a book uh, about the Book of Mormon which ought to be very interesting. I'd love to hear his insights on that. Ought to be fascinating. All right, we'll see you when we see you. We um, have no schedule anymore, so whenever it comes out, it'll come out. Have a good one until Halloween. Bye. Bye.